You're with Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Saving you water today for tomorrow. Next 94.5. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome. It's a, a Monday podcast um, and people are putting up their Christmas decorations and I am all for it. Just all over me. Why Anything not? Anything done with passion, yeah. it's okay. It's a beautiful They're thing. They're into it. Yeah. I mean, people get judgy, but do whatever you want. You do you, boo. Yep. Yeah. Um, your dog's doing your dog, boo. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, found a yeah. place where she can be herself. How wonderful. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. It sounds completely off the hook. It's chaos. <laughs> um, uh, rats. Yeah, really interesting fact about rats. Rats have Rat rhythm. Rats yeah. have music. Rats have, they've got everything going for them now. They're pretty smart. Yeah. You're yeah. going to hear why we've changed our number two's name from uh, the character now to McGilva. McGilva. It's McGilva. Yeah, I love it. Um, and what do you never want to see again? Oh, yeah. Dickie knee. Dickie knee. <laughs> <laughs> All of that and more is the podcast. Pete, Matt and Kimber. Um, have I mentioned I've got three kids under six? No. Actually, sorry, three kids six and under. Oh. Now, uh, yeah, three kids six and under. Actually, if you just look up the dark web, you'll find it in my Medibank details. But um, <laughs> our, uh, our number two, she started as the dragon yes. a long time ago. And we had a good chat about that, and we shifted that to something a bit more positive. Yes. She's been the character for a little while. Guys, it's time for another change. Oh, really? Yeah. She's and we're developed. thinking... She's developed. We're thinking... MacGyver. MacGyver. Oh! I'm super keen to call your second born MacGyver. MacGyver. Or MacGyver, maybe. Yeah, cool. All right. um, MacGyver. MacGyver is a good one. I like MacGyver. Kimber, that's creative. Thank you. You get a ding. Very creative. Very creative. (laughs) Um, We decided to go on a family trip to Rotto yesterday. Pete Murray was there. Oh, great. Yeah, there was a big concert going on. It was amazing. So, by the way... He's still got it. Pete he's Murray. Great. Pete Murray. He's, he's only 53. Yeah. He's only 53. Well, so yeah, I know. And, mate, you still got it as well, mate. Wow. Don't worry about that. So he was playing all of his hits over at the pub. Uh, guess who else was there? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't believe it. Birds. Birds of Tokyo. Of course. Yeah. Headlining the app. And just too nice a day not to hit the beach. So that part was free. Decided to do that. And we uh, were taking in the music as that was sort of going on sure. and the kids were having a play. It was just absolutely stunning. But um, Maguire, McGilvet? McGilver. McGilver. Thank you. McGilver comes running out of the water. Now, she's got a boo-boo on her thigh at the moment. Oh. Just a rogue mosquito got into her room a couple oh, of nights ago and just went absolutely ham. She's got the I attract mosquitoes oh, gene. Oh, you know all about that, don't you? Yeah, oh, man, it's a they shocker. get me on my eyelids. They're yeah. terrible when they go for you. And um, my apologies in advance to anybody swimming at Rot Nest over the next couple of days, but she's lost her Band-Aid on, <laughs> one, on, on, on one of the boo-boos, one of the uh, the mosquito bites on her leg. Right? Oh, so, dear. It's yeah. floating in the ocean. And she's run up to the, all the way up the beach. She's going, Dad, Dad, I need a Band-Aid. I need a Band-Aid. Now, we're on an island, uh-huh. all right? We didn't prepare for this, so I'm sorry, honey, there's no Band-Aids. Um, now, at this point, we risk McGilver becoming dragon again. Sure. But she's all grown up. And she's done something a little bit different. And McGilver's come back around. Oh, my God. And Don't she's tell me she ran up to Ian Kenny or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she's fashioned something. She's fashioned something. She's got, Dad, don't worry about it. I've got this, mate. I'm McGilver. And we were so proud about her at this. She's wandered over to the beach bag with all of the kids' stuff in it, like the towels. Yeah. And it's also got Ollie's nappies in it. And she's pulled out one of Ollie's nappies and she's started wrapping it around her leg. <laughs> 
I mean, incredible overkill. <laughs> incredible. Just a great way to cover a wound. Now, as this for an image, okay? So we're all on the beach. She's wrapped this thing around her leg. She's run off with a limp towards the beach because this nappy's so bloody <laughs> so big, big around her thigh. And it's like time slowed down because Birds of Tokyo are playing this as the sun's going down. And there we are, the family, beers in hand, watching the world's most clever girl run off into the sunset like she's done a hammy. Amazing. Amazing. And even better when Ollie needs to wipe his bum and there's no nappies he has to use a eucalyptus leaf. That's what the water's for. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to be the bearer of bad news just before Christmas. Okay. But we're all getting a bit fat. Oh, okay. Oh, already? Collectively. That's not even happen over I, Christmas. I don't just mean the three of us in here. I mean, oh, I mean collectively. Thanks, mate. Well, there's eight billion of us now, right after today, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the population's mm. growing, nearly eight billion eight people. Eight billion fatties. And, um, I mean, we can't stop eating. I mean, mm. it's hard. I get it. There's lots of things out yeah. there, and things aren't as like, good for us as they used to be. But car manufacturers are having to change all of their settings because all the plans that they've made in their cars in the past were set on bodies that we don't own anymore, <laughs> which is kind of awful. So they've basically gone, we're going to have to redesign our crash test dummies. <laughs> oh, I miss those guys. Uh, crash test dummies, because, you know, they put them in the car to do all the testing, check, yes. check everything's okay. And... Um, that the po- at this time, those have been weighing 98.5 kilos, right, which is the heaviest crash test dummy you can get. But the average crash test dummy is only 78 kilos. Sorry, 73 kilos. 73, 73. kilos. Manja. <laughs> 73 kilos. That's lies. Seatbelts and airbags right now are set to about 73 oh, that's kilos. that's not good. So there's a lot of people where they're basically going, if you're heavier than that, yes. you risk... Basically going through the airbag yes. and hitting the steering wheel. Well, I'm doing the math in my head because I'm about uh, kilos off. I mean, I'm not one for <laughs> physics, but I don't know how fast that slams you. Yes. But like, they're now going, okay, guys, we have to up the crash test, du- crash, crash test dummies to 124 kilos. That's more like it. That's more like yeah. it. That's going to become their average, 124 kilos. Mm. So, I mean, like, that's a pretty significant change, isn't it? Like, they've looked at, yeah. they've looked at adults around the world. They're saying in England, for example, uh, obese adults with a body mass index of 30 or above now make up 28% of the population. Wow. Which I is quite if, high. If that affects, you know, because apparently weight distribution in aircraft, for example, is really important, obviously, and down to fine detail. I wonder if they have to start... Doing that weighing passengers well. and putting them in different parts of the plane. Yeah, well, know. it's handy when someone wants to lift home and you can't be bothered going out of your way. You're like, oh, mate, you're a bit heavy for the car. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I haven't got the airbag to cope with you. <laughs> um, hey, guys, I'm just going to look into the – just checking the freezer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're at the freezer. What's oh, in there? there now. What's in there? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'd eat that. Close the door, mate. You're letting all the cold out. No, I'm just checking on – because it's 41 sleeps till Christmas. I'm just checking on how Mariah Carey's thawing. <laughs> Oh, she's coming out well. Oh, yeah, coming out well. That was worth it. Almost oh, there. No, there's not, that was there's, there's not enough in it for a full chorus yet. Was that worth it? I don't <laughs> really more flooring like that to go. <laughs> um, you know, I saw driving into work this morning. What? Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> so my usual is to come off the freeway, get onto Riverside Drive. 
uh, and just go past the convention centre and then up St. George's Terrace, right? But as I was coming off Riverside Drive, I see the apartments. Oh, yeah. could see it. I could see... Christmas decorations up on one of the apartments. Just one. Just one. It's mid-November. Of course they're up. Just All the one. shops are full of it, right? Yeah. yeah, now. yeah and yeah. That you expect yeah, that. Like, sure, the shops are sure. putting their Christmas decorations yeah. up the day after Halloween. Yeah. Halloween's gone, and then the first of November, like Christmas decorations are starting to go up. But this is the first one that I've seen of actual, like, people living in their homes putting Christmas oh. decorations are going to the effort. Oh, yes. this year you're yeah. thrilled because you don't have to put up the Christmas lights because you haven't got a house to put well, them that's on. That's the thing. That's and I can true. tell you guys now. the first time this non-house thing's paid off. I can tell you guys now, 41 sleeps until Christmas. If my wife had it her way, we were still in our house until the end of the year past Christmas, they would have been up first in November in our house as well. Yeah, right. All right. I think the trees are going up earlier now. Everybody wants them up in because they feel good. They look pretty. They look so nice. I think people put them up first of November now. I have so little interest in anything that I haven't done myself that I thought we'd put the tree up and I said to my wife, ah, oh, tree looks alright and it was just the base <laughs> and she was like just cleaning things up <laughs> How long have your decks been up? I want to hear from the Christmas cheer people The people who are listening to this going right now, listening yeah. to that person who's on the balcony going oh, you are my people. My friend is a big Christmas dude, he had all his shopping done by the 17th of September Really? Oh, really? And he, his partner won't let him put up the Christmas tree. And what he said, well, there's no one stopping me pre- uh, wrapping the presents. So last night he put up a post of all the presents yeah. fully wrapped, waiting on the side of the, like, on the floor <laughs> in the corner, waiting <laughs> for the tree. I want to hear from those passionate Christmas people who are already going after it. Jess in Byford, you're one of them. Good morning. Merry Christmas, people. Oh, <laughs> <are> Jess. <laughs> oh, Jessica, just how together are you? Tell us what you've done. I've already purchased my turkey. <laughs> um, I've also set my defrost turkey alarm. <laughs> oh, really? What? Yes. Sorry, hang on a sec. So the, the alarm where you know like a couple of days before. How long do you have to defrost your turkey before... Christmas so or Christmas th- Eve? <laughs> Thursday the 23rd of December okay. at 8am, the turkey will be coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> known as Holy Defrost Day. <laughs> oh my God. Jess, uh, can you, because the turkey for me is a, a mystery. I, I, I'm not sure that I like turkey, but have you got the secret? Oh, chuck it in the oven. That's chuck it. a bit of juice all over it. All right, every now done. And again, a bit and of tomato sauce. All right, <laughs> got it. Got it. So, a woman after my own heart. Who, we can't operate without setting an alarm. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And we understand the tree's out already for Jess. Um, so that's great. Alicia in Bankshire Grove, what about you? Where are you at? Hi. Um, so I've already put up my Christmas tree. I've bought all my family Christmas presents and wrapped them, and we've already had our photo with Santa. Oh, my God. Alicia, what are you going to do in December? Yeah. Um, well, I'm actually expecting my second baby December 20th. Okay. So. You had a reason to get organised. I get that. Okay. Um, I usually do put everything up in November, though. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, this is just, you know, it's another excuse for nesting, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, Congratulations on Bub's number two. That's uh-huh. wonderful news. Brianna and Baldivis, how's your Christmas coming along? So my Christmas tree has been up since last year. Since, since last when? year? Last year. Yeah. yeah. Is that, was that, that a case of, like, once you removed it, you know, it was too big a gap in the lounge and you thought there's nothing quite right to go there? No, it was, I went to so much effort and it looked so pretty that I was like, yeah, you can stay up. Yeah. Yeah, right.
That's, that's either Christmas spirit or laziness. I can't quite work out which one that is. <laughs> well, look, I don't want this to come across too judgy, right? Because we know that it's hard to fill content. And, mm-hmm. and TV channels these days, you've got to fill 24 hours of content across multiple channels and platforms. Yeah. Mm. And that's why we see, you know, MASH on the TVs every every day, three times a day for the next 50 years. Right? Yeah, and there's also a pressure to maintain a certain amount of Australian content, yes. which legally they have to do, and they're finding that very hard after they've that destroyed our entire industry. That's right. <laughs> but wow. Do not fear. <laughs> yeah. It turns out when you take out the arts industry, yep. guys, you can't make art. Yeah, yeah that's no, fair, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, one of the programs that uh, Kim was talking about, Australian content that uh-huh. they're, they're, they're bringing out again, is this one. It only seems like last year we did the 50th. In fact, it was last year we did the 50th. Uh, <laughs> so why do the 100th now? Well, because in 2071, the real anniversary date of, of this show, 100 years, I somehow don't think I'll be standing here. Uh, I got the plumber coming in the morning, I got a luncheon on, and then I think uh, in the afternoon the NBN is finally going to be connected. Oh, Daryl. So <laughs> that's Hey those, Hey at Saturday. Six people were loving that. 100th anniversary special, of course, 51 years. Anyway, please, explain, please explain 100th. Well, as, well you can't. Mm. They just wanted another, <laughs> that, another reason to put on the Hey Hey at Saturday. Now, do not get me wrong. Hey Hey It's Saturday was a great show that I spent a lot of time watching, uh, particularly on a Saturday night before going out as a young fella, mm-hmm. with such classics like this. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. I can play. What can you play? I can play the Nicky Loader. Oh, I'm on fire. Okay. That's what I'm so naff. So, oh, it's so naff. But yeah, it was but great well, for, it was its time. for its time. We used it to sit great. around watching it yes. all the time. Absolutely. And there was a frothet coming on the television. They're not doing anything else with their time either. If someone called you up and be like, do you want to come back? It's just a little bit of pay for a little bit, a few hours of work. I'm like, yep. you're not going to say no. What no. else are you doing? No. But I don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> I don't need to see yet another rerun of uh, Hey Hey It's Saturday like, famous bits. Some things in life just don't make sense, Maddie. It's like I thought that when I saw stirrup pants in the shop about a month ago and I was like... A month ago? We don't need stirrup pants. We didn't need them in the 80s and the 90s and we sure don't need them now. What the, are they? Those pants that have little elastics oh, yeah. at the feet okay. yes, yes, to yes. go underneath yes. the, the, the arch of your foot to hold your pants on. Like, what? I've never had a problem of my pants riding up oh. that I need to keep them oh, secured to my feet. Here's <laughs> <laughs> one for the digital generation. Uh, an influencer offering me 20% off just using the code hand cream. Like, if I never see another one of those again, yep. I'll be a very happy man. Yep. Thank you Sign up much. to this. Yep. Get this. Gone. Bye-bye. Mm. Okay. What do you never want to see again? Oh, nice easy one this morning. Hey? Michelle in Jindalee, what do you never ever want to see again? Upside down glasses from the 80s. Upside okay, down. now. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are these? Are these? Glasses for your face. And they've got the uh, side arms right down the bottom. And the big part of the glasses, which was square shaped, sometimes with lots of different angles on it. Because mm. my mum used to have pairs of them, quite a few pairs, and I hated them. Oh, so you don't mean oh, the upside down glasses, as in the toy ones that you put on your face and the lenses turn everything upside down and it gets confusing. You mean like no. just the style? 
Yes, and the, yeah, optical ones. Um, I it do was know, All the yes. fashion, my mum and her girlfriends used to have them and they just look so stupid. Yes, I do <laughs> know what you're talking about. I do, and they were stupid. They were, and they were massive and they were ridiculous. <laughs> to be fair, Michelle, as someone who was there in the 80s, a lot of the things we were wearing were pretty stupid, but I, I still have a very fond memory of the uh, decade. Oh, there we go. I've just bought up a pair online, Michelle. Um, you can get some ones from Gucci for £470. Are you serious now? Yes. Yes. But they're Gucci. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Do you know what? Supposedly fashionable. I've actually never seen these before. They do look completely ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. There was a time in my life, guys, where I had moves. Mm. I had moves. I would hit the dance floor. I'd get up on the podium with friends. It was like coyote ugly. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. I loved it. I would wear sketches to the nightclub so I could rave. I was really kicking it on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. And then like one day I woke up and I don't remember exactly when this happened, but suddenly I started dancing like my mum. And it happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. You think it won't happen to you, but I'm sorry it does. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's just a natural occurrence. So I did have rhythm. Now it turns out there's something that has even more rhythm than me. What's that? Rats. Rats. Rats have rhythm. As in the little rhythm. little rats, proper rats. Yeah, like the one I, dead one I found in my garden last week. Um, so that didn't have rhythm, but... <laughs> He's not moving no, so much no, anymore. No, no, no. Um, yeah, apparently the skill of moving to a musical beat was thought to only be associated with humans mm. for a very long time. But the good researchers at the University of Tokyo thought, what is something valid that we could spend our research time and money on? <laughs> Musical rats. Sounds good to me. That's what they've done. They fitted rats with equipment that could detect head movement, the slightest of head movements. It was very sensitive. And then they played them different music tracks. They hit them with some Gaga. They also went in with a bit of Queen. They even went with Mozart. And apparently, rats keep in time with all of the tracks. Really? They move their heads in time to every beat with the tracks, but only if the tracks are played at 132 beats per minute. Okay. They're not into it. If you slow the track down or you speed the track up, they stop jamming. No kidding. Yeah. The rats actually actually enjoy music. They enjoy music, but only when you play it at that that rate. But that was what they went with, those tracks. At what age, though, do the rats start bopping their heads like their mums and dads? (laughs) Because they're headbangers, aren't they, basically? Any any update on that? I don't know. No? I mean, look, it doesn't seem like such a terrible place to be getting your research. Like, I mean, I feel more sorry for the rats behind door number two. Like, these guys had it easy. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) You don't want to... Behind door number two, what's here? You hear about Jim, he's uh, been sent to Pfizer. He's in (laughs) trouble. (laughs) Now, I don't say this with any pride. We talked about this last week. Florence the Dalmatian and my lack of control of said dog. (laughs) Now, Pete, you keep Ranger outside, which I think we should have done that. We should have started with that. It's turned out we basically should just set her a place at the table because she pretty much (laughs) spends all time there. Mm. But, as you know, and I'm not proud of it, but I think... I went to a dog park the other day. I won't say where it is because I don't want to embarrass these other people. <laughs> but I think I've found my tribe. What chaos. 
no one within this park has control of their dog. Oh, and it's like it's one particular oh, park. It's just a snapshot of what a post-apocalyptic world will look like when oh, the rule no. of law is gone. Oh. And I love it. I love it. I feel comfortable now. You walk in and all you can hear for, you know, as you're driving up, no! Oh, God, no! Oh, <laughs> there's humping. There's fighting. There's dogs eating other dogs' poo. It's perfect. Florence is at home. I can sit back and relax. No. Let her go for an hour and then take her home. This is terrible. This sounds like a complete disaster. The idea of just a bunch of dogs that their owners don't have control over and anything could happen at any time yes. and none of you know what to do about oh, it. Right. It's great. It's this, fenced off. This sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, because, oh, you know, like God. Ranger, he's a good boy. Yeah. But get him out and amongst a group of other dogs and same thing. We can't control him. Well, so, that's it. This, this, sounds like a, this sounds like the dream. That's it. She is, a, you know, we. We do occasionally have control, but you put a food source uh-huh. or something and, and it's all gone. Yeah. But here, it's, you know, I close the gate, go for it. Oh, this doesn't <laughs> go all for it. sound like dogs grabbing other dogs by the neck and making them bleed. This is going to be fine. Look, this I is totally going to work Did out Did you see you. any blood? No. Oh, there, I see, that's no, fine. There was a lot of sort of sorting out, you know, pecking orders and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> But you <laughs> once know. they know where they sit in this entire park of chaos, everything's going to be fine. Where the was, hierarchy is established. Where was Flo in the hierarchy? At, well, this is why I feel good about myself because mm. she actually turns out to be quite well behaved within that group. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was Pete, Matt, and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Swim warmer for longer. Next 94.5.